Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecue. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey you all. This episode was recorded live up at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this very week. I know, that is a very fast turnaround and well done us for being so bloody on it. Big shout out especially to my editor Emma this week who has not only teched and recorded both of the live shows we've recorded at the Fringe but been such a legend helping me collect cakes and food for the shows and getting these episodes turned around so that we can get them out uh, during the Fringe to help plug the uh, guests shows that we've got on and also just so that you can feel like you're properly part of it as it's happening. It's really fun putting an episode out the same week that we actually recorded it. Um, also well done you, well done you for listening and even bigger well done's on you if you're someone who's being kind enough to spread the word about the podcast. Every person you show it to and every rate, review and subscribe you give it is worth a universe of thank yous from me. The Mighty Hoovering Tour starts in the autumn and it's likely to come near you. So go to livenation.co.uk and then once you're on that website, search for Hoovering to find out more. If you've got any spare cash and like supporting uh, growing podcasts like this one, go to patreon.com forward slash the Hoovering pod. I said forward slash. You knew what I meant. Forward slash the Hoovering pod, where you'll see what helping me with a little bit of money can get you, including discounts to live shows like the tour dates and loads of extra totally exclusive content. So in this episode, we're recording live in front of the loveliest audience ever. Thank you so much if you came, by the way. It was uh, uh, recorded at the bloody brilliant Monkey Barrel Comedy Club where I'm doing my show as well my stand-up show uh, it's on Edinburgh's Blair Street it's there all year round it's the best and my guests introduce themselves so I won't tit about well let's get right bloody into it welcome to the Hoovering Podcast hey welcome yeah, it's nice. We're live from the Edinburgh Fringe. I'm joined by some fucking badass guests. I, uh, I'm going to get you to introduce yourselves, please. Lisa, would you start? Hello, I'm Lisa Traeger, and I'm a comic from the States. Very okay, nice. Yeah. I, I like the way you kept it quite vague. <laughs> oh, yeah? Is that vague? I reckon some people know that, like, more detail than the States, and they'd know where it was. Okay, great. <laughs> um, well, I live in New York, but I'm moving to L.A. All my stuff's in storage. I have no home until mid-November. So. 
It's exactly the you kind of detail know all I the love, deeds. Lisa. Also, your t-shirt is on scene. Yeah, for the I podcast. wore uh, Miley eating an ice cream cone because she's my number one crush. I'm so excited she's a divorce. There's new photos of her making out with a girl on a boat. Life is amazing. So, yes, please. Miley I've never seen that image. Thoroughly distracted. I have a screenshot on my phone if you want to see it. Okay, great. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this makes for great podcasting. <laughs> Two very turned on women looking at a phone. <laughs> um, introduce yourself, please. Hi, my name is Kolbe Seidnard. I'm from uh, South Africa, comedian. It's my first year at the Fringe. Um, and the meat is terrible in Scotland. Um, <laughs> That's, that's my feedback so far. I thought I would start the podcast by a very controversial statement, yeah. and then we'll take it from there. Okay, yeah. okay. More on yeah. that later. Yeah. More on that yeah. later. Tony. Hi, I'm Tony Singh. I'm from Leith. Uh, taking part in the podcast because of what you do during the festival, getting with the community. I'm a chef. <laughs> I cook on telly. I do supper clubs. I'll do anything if you pay me, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Media whore. <laughs> and today just ba- virtually just been paid in cakes actually yeah. i need to introduce the cakes i've got the, all this from missy's vegan cupcakes which is it's more than cupcakes but also uh, i went to i have a, a sort of ex-cousin-in-law who lives in edinburgh uh, and went round for a cup of tea to meet her tiny baby and get a cuddle on that don't know why i'm giving you this much detail it was a, <laughs> the baby was perfect very good looking very easy to make laugh well done, baby. <laughs> the only other lovely thing that happened there was that she got some cakes for us to eat from this place. And we had the carrot cake and um, the brownies. And, and I couldn't... I mean, they're vegan. It's all vegan. It's, anyway, the other cool thing about her cake place is it's a TARDIS. It's like a police phone box. So it's like, I mean, I'm into that. <laughs> Presumably today on my own. And that's <laughs> absolutely fine. Um, so um, help yourself, guys, to everything there is to eat here. Um, Scott, you've bought us some pizza as well, some pepperoni pizza. Yeah, so this is, this is, the, this is the one. This, this is, is the, the one, one that, I, found- that I found. Um, I've actually only had it very drunk. Ah. It's the first time I'm having this pizza sober, and it's still very good. Yeah! And these guys that work at this uh, place, it's called Morati or something. It's like down the road from uh, Pleasant's Courtyard. They open until like 5, 6 in the morning. It's on the uh, corner between the Pleasant's and Holyrood and the Cowgate. Yes, it's on that little four-way yes, corner. and there's a little it? hole in the floor where uh, they, I think they live down there. <laughs> Uh, so that is commitment yeah. to the pizza craft. They live under, they live where they work. I don't know if that's out of necessity or passion, but um, yeah. So I brought some. <laughs> I brought some pizza. It's a little bit cold. I've uh, I've had. Uh, I don't know if you can see. I've had two slices on I'm the way. Yeah. The two slices. This, no one has had <laughs> except me so far. But this is uh, an amazing pizza, and it's very affordable because oh. I mean um, the brand, our currency is 18 to the pound. Okay, is that good or bad? It means nothing to me. That's really shit. Oh, I'm uh, so sorry. Uh, beer, yeah, is like triple the price than back home. So this is a very so affordable... So far, it doesn't sound like you're having, having a great a time, time here, darling. No, I'm, having a, I'm having the <laughs> best... me expensive beer and... At least my ticket's uh, price is also in pounds. Oh, if it was okay. 10 rand a ticket, I would be pretty That's fucked. Pretty yeah. upset, yeah, yeah fringe-wise. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bad meat because you're buying cheap meat. I, I am, but yeah, but I think just the <laughs> which is probably important to South Africa. It's it's, it's Tesco, yeah. The Tesco chicken tastes weird. Yes, yeah, I don't does. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I've learned my lesson now. Now it's only pepperoni from Murati, <laughs> nah, cheap pepperoni. But but for me here, everything tastes better because in America everything's filled with chemicals and hormones. So yeah. I'm living a dream. Oh, yeah. glorious. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Missy's vegan cupcakes are going to have had a chemical anywhere near them in their life. I yeah. think the chickens in Tesco could use more chemicals. Because <laughs> they taste very chickeny. You know when chicken just tastes... Do you know when chicken... Do you know when meat... Do you know you when, when meat... meat tastes like meat? No, no, no. It's disgusting. No, no, no. The... Get yourself some Twizzlers, mate. That'll sort you out. Do you know when something tastes really like the animal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when chicken, you like, like very, exactly like it should. You're like very you're aware eat of you eating a chicken. Like uh, when I was in the Philippines, I found that as well. The pork really tastes like pork. pork. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know if I'm getting my point across, no. but like <laughs> pepperoni, pepperoni doesn't. I don't feel like I'm eating an animal. No, it could be anything. Yeah. But do you not think? Yeah, fuck me, we're going to get into this quite quickly. Then I was going to ask some very light questions. But do you not think if you're going to eat an animal, you should know that you're eating an animal and be conscious that it's really? I want to see its eyes. Yeah. 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 I want to look at it. You I think prefer- like a sausage should have like a list of different bits of scrotum and butthole and all the things <laughs> that are really in it. No, I- well, you wouldn't have a sausage that's scrotum and butthole in it. You'd just have a, a good pork or beef. I feel like you're living quite a charmed life in terms of where you can get your meat from, Tony. And that's a great thing. But I don't know if you've ever heard of a brand called Richmond. It's that's a, a sawdust and like under ear skin. Uh, but the, nah, which, but uh, I think the problem is meat's too cheap. Right? Yeah. Because we eat too much of it. I eat it three times a day. I love it. I'm terrible. I'm trying to cut it down, but got it. There, have it. But the thing is, and you need to use all of it. Like mm-hmm. the thing is, offals out of fashion. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why we should get stuck in. Somebody's made a noise. Don't know if it was voluntary. Could have been repulsion. Could have been lust. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a... Every could have been going either way. Big. Was that from an awful fan or an yeah. awful hater? No, awful. It could have just been a sneeze. Turns out it's just a sneeze. <laughs> just a bloody air con. Welcome to the fringe. Um, Chewing on a bit of liver. Oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very good for you as well, often, isn't it? Um, the most use of a whole animal I've ever experienced, I was in uh, Mongolia mm-hmm. and we had to eat lots of um, very old goats and sheep and it wasn't nice at all. It's very grey and chewy and um, horrific, but it was protein and obviously they're using everything and they play a game called Knuckles okay. where they take even the tiny bones, which you wouldn't oh, be able no. to use for making tools or whatever, and clean them down and polish them and you... it was a very addictive game where you roll them and depending on what side they land on they look like a different animal so you either land like a ram a horse and then I can't remember what the two on the tool sides were called but you get pairs and then you collect up the pairs and the trick was to get rid of them as quickly as possible. we played with these old ladies in there these yurts that they lived in and they were badass at this game they'd be like bing 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 like they're just clocking them all everywhere and we were like got really competitive we spent a whole Christmas playing with sheep's knuckles and I smuggled some home I've got a silken bag of sheep's tiny Tiny bones. Do you read the fortune with them as well? No, I draw them. Actually, I've not got them out for a long time because I've got a three-year-old and I don't want him eating them or breaking them yet. Um, Okay, so we're all here at the Fringe. What's Fringe eating for you like generally? Scott, I feel like we've got the idea that you're maybe a late-night pizza guy. Yeah, late-night. I I generally don't eat much in the day. I I don't want to eat before my show. At all? Um, What time's your show? 9.30. I'll I'll eat like a... I'll eat a... (laughs) (laughs) I'll eat like a a light snack, um, like just a wrap or something. Yeah. And then the show, and then um, beer, and then a pizza. What wow, a life. Sorry. What a life. Yeah. How old are you? 27. I You're can handle it. I can handle yeah, it. You yeah. can take it. Let's <laughs> talk in a decade, mate. Uh, Lisa? So what I love is when... Is, am I louder than everyone? Is it just me? It's not because you're I, American. It's the mic. Okay. <laughs> slight, slight imbalance on the mic. Um, well, my agent was in town, so she took me to Castle Terrace. So that's Ooh. good. A Michelin star. Um, and I'm waiting for my the next one to come and take me out. But um, I've mostly been eating crepes, hot dogs, cheesy toast, like from the stands. Yep. Um, and then at, while I'm at home, I try to, you know, eat boiled eggs or whatever. Cottage cheese, healthy, some apples. What's some cheesy toast that you said there? Is that like grilled cheese sandwich? Basically, yeah, but I, like isn't that what you guys call it? Store. Toasties here? Yeah, cheese toast. I learned that from Love Island from season two. Uh, <laughs> from Love Island yeah. season two. From but Malin. you called it cheesy toast and I thought maybe that was something oh, like so there was some uh, additional yeah. thing no, to I a grilled up. cheese sandwich. No, um, not at all. But they have one at the stand, the cheesy toast stand that... Um, it's called the New York, but it's just a Reuben, and I love a Reuben. And Tell me so what a Reuben is. I don't know. A Reuben is rye bread, um, corned beef, sauerkraut, and Swiss cheese, Oof. and Thousand Island dressing or like Russian dressing. And um, yeah, it's one of it's the one of the best sandwiches I'm around. I'm not gonna lie. When we say cheese toasty over here, we're not thinking anything fucking like that. I know. We're thinking some slightly cheesy yellow oblongs melted within two. I've pieces had that too. Of- but that's Red. what they're selling, so I, you know, I didn't make it up. They no, I believe you. Yeah. I'm jealous. I'm de- well, they also had one, and it was mac and cheese toasty, and it was disgusting. Do not have it. 
It's not enough adhesive. They are and big into gross. carbs in carbs here. That's yeah. something that's, Tony, that's a pretty <laughs> Scottish car. thing, it's right? Double, double carbs. Macaroni, cheese in pie. a pie. Yeah. And in bread. And I don't, bread. yeah. I mean, how would you or feel about that? Salad, bowl of chips. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Why do you oh, chip butty? That's a yeah. universal joy. I also went it? to Checkpoint and I had a really good, um, like, vegan squash risotto and it was really delicious. Yeah, honey what is Checkpoint? A fancy restaurant? No, it's right by my venue, right by the Bristow Square. It sounds like somewhere you go if you've, you're a child and you're lost. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, you know what I have noticed here, though? But, um, and it's good because everyone gets paid a living wage, but the service is so slow and it's really helped me work on my rage <laughs> and patience. Um, yeah. Also, you're culturally trained to um, tip very well. Yes. Whereas we have no qualms if the service is shit, just not leaving one. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I'm, I'm working. I'm, I've been working a lot on myself and patience. And that helps with sure. the raise. I'll, and you also, there's no one knows what an iced coffee is here. I've gotten frappuccinos, latte. I mean, they just make it up, and it's like, no, it's a real thing. Um, but yeah, all I want is a fucking cold brew, and everyone just keeps making whatever they want for me. <laughs> so yeah, I can complain, you know, too. Um, I have problems, <laughs> and I've been buying a lot of um, smoked salmon. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Scottish smoked salmon. Yeah. Because it says Scottish. Yeah. It feels Scottish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Tony, does, uh, you have restaurants, don't you? And they, yeah. do they change? Uh, does that, the way your work change during the fringe? Are you much well, busier? Work's changed. We sold the restaurants in 2014. Right, okay. But yeah, Great during the festival, was a uh, second Christmas. Okay. But we changed because the way it's changing now, the council and the wisdom give out so many uh, permits to all these street vendors, which, yeah, it's good, but you've got people here all year right. paying the rates and that. That's yep. why the guys live under the pizza hall in the hole because they have to. Because during the festival, you've got all these people coming in, but further out from the centre. Oh, right, yeah. that's why they're working all through the night, yeah. just to to compete with the street vendors. That's it. So that's oh, God, thing. that's really interesting. Yeah, and if you're further down, if you're out in the centre of the town, the local neighbourhood restaurants don't really get a wash back from... Right, like in, out and like far, further Leith, down Leith, Leith Walk. Yeah, and, so there's some cracking um, just My friend um, who I'm sharing an apartment here with, um, her boyfriend's a chef and he's coming to visit for four days <gasps> and they're doing a wild thing. He found some fish shack. So at four in the morning, they got a car and they're going to go four hours to this fish shack that has thousands of five-star reviews. And then they're going to take a four-hour car back to make it to her show on time. But um, that's wow. like romantic and cute. Yeah, that is, yeah, awesome. Do you know, Do you know what, what it is? Which one? I I have no idea. There's a few. There's a few four hour away shacks. Yeah. There's ones further. There's probably gone up the east coast, up beside East Nuke, everything like that, or up west coast. I have no idea. I was not invited. So um, (laughs) I don't know. They they need some alone time. Have you eaten anything particularly Scottish while you've been here, Lisa? I had haggis ravioli, so half and half. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. And it was really, really good. Um, But that's it. I don't think anything else too Scottish. Smoked salmon. Yeah, smoked yeah. salmon. Yeah, beef. Have you had yeah, any haggis pork. yet, Scott? I refuse. Why? Oh, you don't know what you're missing. Too much like meat. Meat that's too much yeah, like a dead animal. Meaty. Yeah, yeah it's, if you uh, don't like meat, don't. It's, it's meaty meat. I mean, even yeah. for meat eater, I've, I have boundaries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just but haven't... Do you like things and, like bunny chow and stuff? Yeah, that's nice. Right, yeah, you yeah. love haggis. Oh, yeah. well, they don't call it haggis. I just If you're going to give me haggis, just disguise it as like, yeah, just, just call it something else. I think it's the name. It just sounds gross. Haggis. Whoa. Just, a very just, bold statement to make in this it country. Just sounds, it just sounds like haggis. Uh, haggis. It feels like the sound it. you're going to make later on. Haggis. In the, <laughs> in the toilet. Haggis. <laughs> no. If your bum makes that noise afterwards, you need to stand up just for that. <laughs> <laughs> and also a uh, uh, black pudding. Is that, what was, was that, blood? Yeah, blood. Mm. This is blood. Yeah, fuck that. Step too far. Yeah, I'm not yeah exactly. Oh. Yeah, Haggis Black Love Pudding, it. same category for me. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. Lisa, your Twitter handle is Glitter Cheese, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which I'd really like to have explained. Also, your Twitter bio says, I just, and it says nothing else. Yeah. It just says, I like knowing what people eat, yeah. um, which makes me feel like <laughs> potentially we're soulmates. <laughs> I, I want to know what Glitter Cheese means and also uh, what's the best thing you've ever found out that someone else is eating? 
Oh, interesting. Um, so basically, I didn't think Twitter was going to be a real thing, you know? Um, so um, I was just sitting and my friend was like, uh, yeah, you need to have a Twitter. And I just really enjoy glitter and cheese and they're my favorite things. And now it's become kind of an alter ego and I love it. Um, and I have like a gold plate necklace and everything that says it, but it means nothing. I just love those things. Perfect. Um, I just I, I just want to know what people eat. I don't know if I have a specific one, but if you go to a restaurant, I want to know what you order. I don't. And then I hate when someone sees a celebrity at a restaurant and I'm like, what did they order? And they don't tell me. It's like, what is wrong with you? Um, yeah, if you see a celeb, I want to know what they're eating, if they're on a diet. Um, oh, I know God. someone saw Anne Hathaway at a restaurant and they said that she ordered a Belgian waffle, had one square of it and went, the Catwoman suit and then didn't eat anymore. Oh, Those are the facts I need fucked. to know. What a terrible life. Yeah, Poor Anne. Yeah, but she, you know, she was Catwoman. It happens. Um, but yeah, so I just, I want to know what celebs are Can you eating. imagine, I want there to be a world one day where Catwoman looks like a woman who eats. <laughs> that's, a, that's what we should be aiming for rather than being like, oh, well done, Anne. I'm getting, managing um, just your one bite of your fucking waffle. What a fucking waste of waffle. There's people fucking starving in the world and Anne Hathaway's 99% of waffle is my problem. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we are going to have a gay bat girl, so that's exciting. Yeah, okay. Well, if they won't let them have real-sized women, at least they can be queer. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Small steps, baby steps. We'll get there. Um, and also, yeah, what was the most interesting? If, has anyone ever read your bio and then just tweeted you something they've just eaten? Or does that happen? No, I wish. Okay, I'm um, going to start. Yeah, please. But yeah, if, if you're going to a fun It'll restaurant... It'll make your timeline quite busy. I want to know what you ordered, or it's not really yeah. interesting to me. I completely agree. Do you know, you've reminded me of a, a friend... Um, uh, said that they went to, um, well, actually, uh, this is story is via someone else with the same agent a long time ago, but Simon Pegg was in the Ivy once and Margaret Thatcher, this is how long ago it is, she's been dead for a while, was eating nearby. And um, not because he was any kind of fan of hers, um, but because it's Margaret Thatcher. When she'd finished, he stole her napkin that she'd been using to wipe her mouth and kept it forever as a souvenir. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but it's the sort of story that you hear and think, I hope that's true. It's a bit dark. What did you use it for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Putting it over your head and pretending to be a ghost of cap <laughs> terrifying capitalism of past, but again, present now. I have, I have some um, high class uh, food items in my uh, life. I have uh, chocolates from the Obama administration. So Ooh. President Obama, little um, box of chocolates that I stole from a bad roommate. And so I have them. And I also, my favorite comic, David Tell, gave me like Hanukkah Gale, chocolate coins once, and I've kept those for forever. Amazing. Yeah, that's so, a bit lovely. Yeah. Um, Tony, a local star chef and restaurateur, you're a Scottish Sikh from Leith. Talk to me about your experience, please, of like uh, growing up, maybe eating. Let's talk about Leith and the changes that have happened there in terms of eating and what you've got access to there. If, as far as, like, just from the years I've been yeah. doing The Fringe, I've watched Leith change dramatically. So you've seen Leith, it's been gentrified. Yeah. <laughs> they call it a bit edgy now. It's still full of crazy folk, it's good. Good. Um, but no, Leith, people from Leith, it's like saying uh, you've got people from New York or they say they're from Brooklyn or Bronx, they've got their own wee area, yeah? So people from Edinburgh, from Edinburgh, people from Leith are from Leith. And the food's always been great because it's always a mix and pop. The immigrants always went there. But one of the strangest and most poignant things is when you're growing up, kids would come around the house, immigrant family, mum, cook, feed everybody. Everybody, you get fed. Kids love to come around. We went around to other people's houses and it's an Edinburgh thing. They'd say, you've had your tea. <laughs> Not fucking really, I'm hungry. But sit in another room. And that was it. You wouldn't get anything. Whoa. Yeah, so the other thing was like in the stairs, now people talk about that fantastic aroma. Back then was what that fucking smell. What's that smell? Right. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, so, but that's a very positive change in it's the very, sentiment. Yeah, it's positive. And Obviously. the restaurant culture down there now in Leith, we've got two one-star restaurants down there. Wow. Cracking wee neighborhood places. It's brilliant. Um, uh, what are they called? Should we give uh, them two? You've got Tom Kitchen, Martin Wishart's. You've got Burra. You've got the little chart room. You've got burritos. There's oh, so many. There's just... Fantastic places. Oh, bring it. All right. Lovely. And you grew up there. Yep. Um, God, that's so interesting. I really like that idea that it used to be everyone's like, mm, the aromas, and that used to be like, what's that smell? Yeah. Mm, yum in my tongue. Scott, talk to me about growing up eating in South Africa. Uh, lots of 
And I've been saying meat a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> lots of meat. Meat is like, a, especially in Afrikaans culture, a big social thing is what we call braai. That is a barbecue. Yeah, massive barbecue. Yeah. I heard um, we had another, uh, we had Pierre Novelli once oh, was yes, a guest yes. on here and he was saying that there's some pretty old school sexism at a braai where all the men stand together and the women stand somewhere separate. Is that still going on? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I would say <laughs> probably less, but uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, and uh, that, that's also where your racist uncle will always tell the, the racist jokes and everyone feel uncomfortable and go inside, you know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and a, a, a bride, it's a, it's a very South African thing. It's always you, like when it's World Cup, you know, all the adverts are bride adverts of just every single South African around the bride, smiling, drinking a beer, you know. It's like a very unifying um, thing. So lots of that. Um my, I, I'm very picky with food. There's right. lots of stuff I don't like. So when my mom found something uh, that I liked, she would just make that for me every day. So I've, uh, lots of foods have been ruined for me because I just had it every single day. I love peanut butter and syrup sandwiches. I had peanut butter and syrup sandwiches in my lunchbox for five years straight. Oh, what now syrup? I can't, Is that like uh, maple syrup like, or like honey? Yeah, ma maple syrup, right, yeah. yeah. Now I can't smell peanut butter and maple yeah, syrup. Yeah, fair enough. Don't eat this peanut butter bomb. Yeah. It's like when you, it's like, you know, when you get, uh, when you like underage drinking, you get sick from vodka and then you can't drink vodka again because it takes you back. That, that's I've found my... if you really persevere, you can get over those. <laughs> <laughs> I like OD'd. I almost OD'd on peanut butter from right. my sandwiches every day. Lovely. All right, fair yeah. enough. As any of the rest of you, I think that's a really interesting thing and it turns out lots of people have, I've found from my experience, but have you ever had a point in your life where you ate the same thing every day for a bit, Lisa and Tony? No. Never, really, always had variety in it. Always, yeah, being a chef. I guess being very a chef, lucky. and I feel very drawn to that lifestyle, but I still had a year, my first year at university, I was in catered halls, mm -hmm. and the food was so shit that I had a jacket potato with something different oh. in it every day, but I had a jacket potato for dinner every single day. I couldn't I'd kill myself. It's just, Would you? Yeah, definitely. What's very a jacket strong potato? Reaction. Baked potato. Baked potato. Oh. Yeah, with different stuff in it, but like everything else, that I worked in the kitchens and I wasn't going to, and I am not fussy, like yeah. I, you know, I will eat, not fussy, yeah. um, but I, uh, I wasn't going to eat in there anything other than the jacket potatoes. Lisa, ever eaten the same thing every day for a bit? No. No? I Good for you guys. I like stuff, yeah. I feel like the question is kind of an underhand way of saying, ever been in prison? <laughs> <laughs> the most variety I have at the moment is sometimes I'll get a small pepperoni pizza at four in the morning, sometimes I'll get a large pepperoni pizza at four in the morning. I haven't been to prison, sorry, but I, I've been arrested a few times. Yes, and, um, and I did spend one night, in, I've spent a few nights in jail, but one night I did have a cheeseburger, and I don't know if it's because I was hungry, but it was so good, and I still remember... In jail, you had a, in prison, you had a cheeseburger. Yeah. And it was good. We were all in the drunk tank, yeah, and we Tell all Tell me about the burger you ate in prison, please. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was still wasted, but I was like, fuck, because I also, this is bad. Obviously, no one drink and drive. This was over a decade ago, but I was drunk and I went Don't to worry, go man, get from Burger the West King. Country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I went to go get Burger King and I got pulled over. And so then when I got the cheeseburger in jail, it kind of felt like I got what I really wanted. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just remember liking it. It was, uh, you know, it's been was a long time. Was it basic? Time. Was it like burger yeah, cheese? Super, it's, uh, you know what? It reminded me of high school lunch, like Fine. the lunches I would get at school. So maybe a little nostalgia or something. But I remember being pleasantly surprised at the quality of jail food. And then another time I had to serve two days, um, all the, <laughs> but it was minimum security, but all the girls, what we would do is. Oh, that makes it. <laughs> That makes so it fun. We, yeah. um, we took cookies and wrapped them in napkins and everyone would microwave their cookies. It was really cool as a sociology uh, like person that um, I liked seeing the things that mattered to them, but everyone mm. wanted to heat up their cookies. And yeah. I enjoyed that little bit of, I don't know, custom that they had. What do you feel about eating takeaway food like pizza when it's cold? For example, the next day, look at your face, Gulp. Very good. Uh, Very good. I yeah, agree. I think it, most of it's have improved. Have to heat it up. Yeah. Microwave. Have you to have heat to, it up in the microwave. microwave. Yeah, microwave pizza. Yeah, I like, like that too, though. I I'll do it no. warm. I'll do it hot, and I'll eat cold pizza. I don't care. Yeah, yeah I, I mean that's like all cold. the temperatures covered. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for hot, medium, cold, slightly cold, frozen, <laughs> lukewarm. 
um, I want to say about school lunches and stuff, but I, um, my family, I was born in the fo- former Soviet Union. We're Russian. Wow. And so I ate a lot of Russian food and I remember getting ridiculed a lot and I would open my lunchbox and people would like scoot away from me. They did not like. Because there was like a bush in there. Not a bush, but like, you know, just like a, a pickled tomato, maybe um, oh, yeah. just, uh, mm. you know, just Russian meats and rices. But people were really grossed out by me. And so by the time fifth grade came, I was like, I'm done with this. I want American lunches. And I demanded just like salami sandwiches and string cheese. Like I wanted to be American so bad. I feel like there's been a um, well, that's totally understandable because you're a kid and all kids want to do is assimilate and yeah. not stand out. <laughs> and also I feel like there's been a really strong theme. I've been doing this podcast for just over a year. And anybody whose parents like really made a beautiful effort with their lunch box was box was just embarrassing yeah like you know the person um the, did she did you my, my mom like went and bought you know the the tiny chocolates in bulk so she'd go there's a, a store in south africa with like mass like production where you buy bulk for cheap yeah she'd go buy we have those here like macro yeah she'd go like yeah macro yeah yeah so um oh there's a macro yeah nice so <laughs> It's sweet that you guys have some nice stuff. Um, <laughs> Your idea of nice stuff is so funny. <laughs> so, yeah, she would go once a year and she would just fill the cupboard with, so I'd have, like, my sandwiches, then a little chocolate, a little juice box. I think she they don't, She was just actually cheap and they don't want to give me um, money for the, for the tuck shop. Yeah. And then when I was in grade 10, she bought the tuck shop. And she then, started working in your school tuck and shop. And then my mother was the tuck lady. Oh. And I didn't tell anyone. I was like, you keep it a secret. Because my dad was already at the school. My dad was the vice principal. Oh, God. That's so, then both wow. my parents were at the school. I said to my mom, and you know, you know what she went from? She was the head of national intelligence <laughs> in South Africa. Head of national intelligence, a spy. My mom was literally... Managing spies, and she yeah. was a spy herself when yeah. she she went from a spy. I think she to might still be a spy. Managing <laughs> that was that was my theory. I I thought there was a Coca Cola can that she would like pull down, and then the fridge would <laughs> go down, and then there would be like a classic spy headquarters down there that she would operate from. So then my mom was the tuck shop lady, and I made a. I swore her to secrecy. I was like, you know what it's like to keep a secret. You're a spy. <laughs> you don't tell anyone you're my mother. It's the most embarrassing thing that your mother works in the tuck shop. And then obviously like a month in, I realized, oh, I can walk up to the counter and basically grab anything I wanted, chocolate or whatever, and leave. And then I was like, my mom's a tuck shop lady. Woo! Yeah, you found your pride in it. I feel yeah. like before, uh, well, what do we think of this food that's in front of us? What have we tried? What do you make of it? Have you tried any stuff, you guys? I like this think? a lot. Yeah, what's that? Like a cherry? What do you it looks like, like a, a cobbler. Bren- I'll try it. Oh, it's so good. A fruity cobbler thing. Um, Tony, what do you think of this peanut butter truffle, butter truffle bomb? Yeah, what a nice. clever thing. Clever. We're both blown away by it. It, looked, it came right, like this well, like pass hard, it over. hard <laughs> chocolate ball with gold on it. It's oh so my pretty. God. And, and we were like, what is that? And Tony, get, very good guess, Thank was going to be cookie dough. But it turns out it's peanut butter, but it's so light. Mm-hmm. It's like you look, It looks like it's going to make you like, oh, God, it's going to be a bit of an effort. And it's not at all. This carrot cake is really good. I'm going in for that I again. I am so Oopsie. happy that the... The vegans are killing it at the moment. They are killing it at the old cakes. My my friend is a hardcore vegan and always would go for dinner. And I feel so sorry for her because normally there's little to no options. Yeah. On the menu. In South Africa? Yeah. Right. And she would would just end up getting chips, just just plain fries with some salt on it because that was pretty much the only thing that she could eat on the menu. And now just all over... All over the place, just amazing vegan places. Yeah, that's happening in South up. Africa as well. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And um, Beyond Meat, I'm sure everyone knows. The, yeah, 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 the Beyond. fake meat people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she was very upset the other day because now there's a company in America that made a carrot out of meat. <laughs> just, just to piss off the vegans. Of course they did. And they call it the merit. And it's a, it's a sausage. It's, yeah, it's a sausage that they, that they roll up in like a, a skin and then they, they make it orange and they even put a, like a little But have they green. made it taste as, as close to a carrot taste as possible? I mean, no, that's what no, 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 no. It's, no. It's, it's, it's purely out of spite. 
It's purely, <laughs> it's purely uh, fuck you vegans trying to make plants taste like meat. We're going to make a plant out of meat. Oh, well, I wish those guys good luck with the um, being anywhere for their grandkids to live. Um, uh, um, what about the stuff with... these? So there's, there's these massive... Oh, sorry, I need to describe it. The cookies. enormous cookies. They're quite soft it's cookies. Like and inside, a, yeah. I've already had, had a massive bit of both. Thank you. And inside is marshmallow. That mm. is mind-blowing. Have you tried so that, good. Lisa? That's lovely. I can't, I can't you can't do it. What did you think Maybe of the bomb later. thing with the peanut butter? The bomb... I still... I'm a, I like this cobbler the most. That different. cherry cobbler. And um, has anyone tried that cheesecake? Oh, yeah, I have. Talk to me about I, it. It shouldn't be vegan. Um, yeah, I think... You can taste that it's vegan or it's Yeah, amazing. I think a cheesecake needs some real cheese. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe this. I'm a bitch, but... I'll taste, no, not have a, I'll taste it. Have a good time. Cheesecake is one of my fave desserts. Oh, so okay. So you have to do it for me. I think it's really hard Sorry, to, Mimi. to fake... Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, she's called Miss... Yeah. She's called Miss... Cheese is cheese. That's why you have it. You know what I mean? It needs cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Everything needs else cheese. has been, like, off the charts, though, yeah. hasn't yeah. it? And, um, well, don't, don't put your bitten that. one back yeah, in the yeah, box. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mmm. <laughs> Delicious. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Tony, you've done lots of cooking on telly and stuff like Saturday Kitchen and Ready Steady Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, has it ever gone really wrong? <laughs> um, and, uh, and have you ever had to eat stuff on telly that was memorable in any way, perhaps because it was good or bad? Uh, it's never went wrong because I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you have to eat lots of quite cold stuff. No, because oh. at the end of the day, uh, Saturday Kitchen's live, and I like rather do live shows. Ready, said to cook. It was the cooking was live, and it was like a five minute lapse in time, whatever it was. I think mm-hmm. it's technical, but it was live, and it's hot, memorable. It's the stuff that you meet yourself. So one of the things that the other chef made. It was a Szechuan pork belly, stunning. Mm. It was phenomenal, melted in your mouth, crispy scar. It was just really I, um, yeah. I have a friend who's half Singaporean and she makes a pork belly thing. I've not eaten it for a long time. So I don't eat meat at the moment, really, mm. apart from very rare occasions. But um, she makes it with a Szechuan rub on top of it yeah. with lots of pink peppercorns and stuff. And this is quite bad. They, we call it burnt baby. Oh. That's what it looks like when it's finished. <laughs> Oh, I thought it tasted it like a burnt so baby. No. I don't know. I haven't tried one, but nice. maybe it. Then maybe that is what one. If that is bad luck, babies, it come the apocalypse because it's really yum in my tongue. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, I was interrupted your story. No, like, fine. like the but, shit yeah, the host pork, that I am. Um, pork's cracking, but yeah, what you got mm. when it's live? It's good fun. Great. Recording's quite hard. Recording's quite hard. Yeah. Did you say? Um, I feel like it takes an extraordinary amount of multitasking if you're being charming, reading an auto cue, cooking a thing, and then eating it and tasting it all as it. How do you make it all work all at once? But that's when it, with auto cue and all that, that's when it's recorded. When it's live, you're just being yourself, which is much easier. Oh, really? Yeah. Life's easier? Yeah, much life's much easier. God, you're such a thrilling adrenaline junkie yeah. of man, Tony. 
Do you get competitive with other chefs? Like when you taste that pork belly, are you like, fuck, you know, that's so good. I need to be better than him. Or do you guys like each other? Are you you comparing it to comedians maybe slightly? No, I I wish I'd written that. No, I'm not really competitive in the States, but here they really try to force you to be competitive. Oh, I mean. It's really weird. Especially as an American thing, being competitive. Not in comedy for me. I feel like there's work for everyone. We're all different. Mm. Let's have fun. I love to see people make money. It's so hard to do it. So when people make money, I'm like, hell yeah. Um, there's a few people I hate, of course, but usually, <laughs> usually I'm like fun. I like my friends succeeding and there's enough room for everyone. But here it's like, it just, it does seem, um, it's really hard to keep your eyes on your own paper at this festival. Yeah. They're just like throwing stars and sold out in this. And you're like, what's going, you know, it's a, it's a weird uh, it's a energy construct. We've pretend we've yeah. construct, we've a kind of shitty bubble we've built for ourselves. It's got nothing to do with eating, but where we've build up this idea that it's competition yeah and it's not i think that's not good for anybody's mental health and it's not good for anybody's creativity back the to star, eating the star no. thing the star thing has been fucking me up yeah it fucks emotionally everyone up. <laughs> like yeah and i came in cocky being like oh i'm so like self-aware and chill and then all of a sudden i'm like what the fuck you know uh, <laughs> what about me top tip don't read anything i am yeah go Wait, for but 80 I- beers one night in september with yourself or perhaps only one close friend and just endure the lot of it then and it seems like people want to be rude here my friend got a fucking brutal one where i was like did you have like just um like so intentionally rude and mean and it's like we're all just trying our best you fucking dorks yeah, but you know like but that's like TripAdvisor like chefs oh I said, god keep away yeah from TripAdvisor because when it first came out we had a couple of restaurants and I was getting right fuck I'm going to reply to them call them out for a kick in yeah. like, no no <laughs> Get away. Well, that's it. You know what I mean? The keyboard warriors have went for dinner. Keyboard their, warriors. They went with their partner. They've spent money. They've went home. They've no had their promise. Fucking pastor, your food was shite. They're sitting up there. I hate you. It was terrible. I didn't get off with my partner. Blah, 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 blah. And that's it. There's always a problem with them. You can't please everybody. There's yeah, a new um, internet meme that I saw, and it was someone re- on Yelp reviewing. They went on vacation to a plantation, um, which is where slaves worked. And um, <laughs> their review was that they were annoyed at how much they talked about slavery and that they were there for a good time. Um, oh, and so my they gave God. It a, where once... are they going for their honeymoon outfit? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so no. are chefs competitive or what? Or no? It's a contact yeah. sport. Fucking uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Super competitive, you especially I mean? TV chefs. Like, it's a celebrity thing here. So, okay, I'm going to ask something else. What's the weirdest thing you ever ate, please? What's the weirdest thing you've eaten? Oh, fuck. I swallowed my pride once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty weird. Was it delicious or uh, No, it tasted like... You know when me just really tastes like me? <laughs> oh, 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 God. Tastes like Tesco chicken. Yeah. <laughs> With a haggis crumb. Yeah, I don't know. Lisa, what's the weirdest thing you ever ate? Um, well, it's probably not weird. I had a, like a frog leg and I didn't really enjoy that. And I guess um, I didn't <laughs> like shark. What is that about? I think I ate one like as a, it's too bony. As a kid. It's just a little bit of bone. Bony right? and gross. But I really love like squid ink pastas and stuff and mm. squid ink. But I don't know if that's weird. Um, I think the first time you try it, it's quite weird because it does taste a bit like ink, right? Yeah, I don't I love it. One time, yeah. so I went out to eat with my friend. I got chicken liver mousse and no um, no one wanted any of it and I ate it. And then the next time I saw her, she's like, you have black stuff in your mouth. I was like, oh, I just had squid ink. And she's like, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> what are you eating every day? But um, you're living your best life. I want to try stuff. And especially if I go to a fancy place, I'll like try yeah. what they're known for and um, experience stuff. Where sure. did you have shock? Um, my dad just bought a filet. A shock. Yeah. Okay. A shock filet. Yeah. Does that just mean like a steak of shark? Yeah. This is amazing. It was just too hard. Swordfish, I don't like either. It's just too tough. Uh, Oh, I love swordfish. No, not for me. It really made me laugh. So I have a kid and when I was pregnant, the rules on this are always changing, but it was like, you can't have over this much coffee every day. You can't have um, raw fish. You can't have, and it was like, so you can't have sushi, um, no alcohol. um, And it's just sort of like, oh no, oh no, not allowed any shellfish. Mm, Oh no, not allowed any like undercooked, perfect meat. Oh, no, uh, or swordfish. And I was like, that's the only one I can manage with. <laughs> I can do nine. I think most people can manage nine months without any fucking swordfish. It's yeah. a precise <laughs> thing to go through. Uh, being pregnant looks, uh, yeah, seems like a nightmare. 
Um, tough. Actually, heafing the baby out much harder than the baby. <laughs> um, five second rule, yes or no? As in, what's the grottiest thing you've ever eaten past the point you should probably morally have eaten it, dirt-wise? And Skulk, I understand there will be nothing that you've eaten that wasn't perfect. Um, I believe in the five-second rule. I think, oh. it's, I think it's fine. I think it, um, it strengthens your immune system. It's important to let kids <laughs> eat. Let me finish. It's important to let kids eat weird stuff. Like I, I, So this I did not eat by choice. I was in ICU when I was about four or five. I almost died because a kid at school played a prank on me. And he said, um, close your eyes and open your mouth. <gasps> By the way, if anyone ever says this to you, never do it. <laughs> he says, I'm going to put a, a, a sweetie in your mouth. And I, I did it trusting five-year-old Skulk, just trusting everyone. And he put a, an old dog poo that he found <gasps> oh, on the grass. Oh, <laughs> An old dog poo in my mouth. And you know when a dog poo goes like grey in the sun? Like it's like, it's flaky. And um, I'm sorry. So he put it in my mouth and I immediately spat it out. And I carried on building my sandcastle. Like it was just like, a, I was like, ew. And then I carried on with my day. Yeah. And I didn't tell my mother anything. I just forgot about it. And then two weeks later, I got so sick. A fever and everything. My mother took me to the hospital and the doctor ran tests and he's like, um, ma'am, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, you, you, your kid has a disease that you only get from eating animal feces. And my mom had to sit me down. She was like, uh, Skulky, are, are you eating dog shit? <laughs> like, what? And then I was like, oh yeah, a kid at school put dog poo in my mouth. And then she's like, and then the doctor was like, yeah, that, that, that's definitely it then. Oh. And I was, I was in ICU, but now the, I'm like, stronger, yeah, I'm, I'm stronger so for it. you had to like get blood transfusions and stuff, did you? That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know what happened. Obviously, he didn't die. Where's this kid um, now? <laughs> I hope he, yeah, I hope, I hope he's not like a millionaire. That would be depressing yeah. if he was like a bully and he's now successful. I hope karma, I hope karma did its work on him. I feel like yeah. you answered the five-second rule and the weirdest thing you ever ate question. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, did, no, there, I didn't actually. eat it. <laughs> I, I, I did spit it out. But um, I think my immune system just like was like rock like solid Hulk after, that. after yeah. that like nothing I always thought that with my kid though he's nearly four and he's always eating shit off the beach off the floor whatever like if he drops it before I can get to it off the footwell of the car like I can't I can't get there in time to stop him um and I talk about it a lot on this podcast about how he's never real blah 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 and then recently <laughs> yeah he uh, licked some ketchup that he dropped off an outdoor table that a seagull had just been stood oh. on. So, uh, I mean, it's a table that's permanently outside, so yeah. it's constantly going to be covered in bird shit. And, he, and I couldn't stop him. He was on the table, like, la licking like, the ketchup like a dog. And he can talk, you know. He's not stupid. <laughs> Um, and I was like, oh, wow, blah, blah, blah. It only makes him stronger. Next week, got worms. <laughs> oh. Oh. Any more cake, anyone? Um, five second rule, Lisa. Yeah, I'll eat it. Yeah. yeah. Tony? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but not for guests. Oh, not for guests. Not so you're not going to feed no. guests like a hair covered. No, but I cover it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Say <laughs> <laughs> scrum diddly umptious. No! And then you can be in my podcast. Is there anything that you eat in a particularly ritualistic way? So here, for example, in the UK, we have a thing where people, there's a confectionery called a Cadbury's cream egg. I don't know if you have that. It's like a chocolate egg with fondant inside. And it's like a thing that everybody has a different way of eating it. We have a chocolate, but mainly it's chocolate, but like Kit Kat. Like, is there anything that you eat in a particularly specific way? It doesn't have to be chocolate. I want to know the story of it. You know corn? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we've corn heard of on corn. the corn. <laughs> 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 you know you're from a different country and then you comes out and then you like awesome. Oh, you, you know corn? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have to eat it from left to right like a typewriter. <laughs> I can't handle people who eat one side the whole thing like you are a maniac. You are a serial killer. If you eat. You're biting off a handle. Hey? 
if you don't bite, if you don't bite a mouth's way yeah. all around one side, then then you've got a lovely handle. Yeah. No, you have to, you have to have. The and then two you fingers. can get a bit more butter dunk in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm with the handle. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I live to write typewriter. Left to write like style. a typewriter. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Excellent. Lisa, thought of one. I can't. No. No, that's I fine. I just Tony. Eat... No. <laughs> Sorry. I think. Yeah. I, I just think I eat things. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They just don't put that much thought into it, and that's absolutely fair enough. But I never, I only was introduced to Cadbury mini eggs in the past two oh. years, and it really took over my life uh, one year. Um, yeah, my friend came back with a big bag, and we were all, we, this was a destructive point in my life, but we just smoked weed all night long and eating mini eggs till 6 a.m. till the diner opened, and then we would order diner food, and then we'd eat, and then we'd all pass out, and then wake up at 3 p.m. and just start smoking and eating Cadbury mini eggs again there's something extraordinary about them they don't taste like, like anything else do yes. they there's almost like yeah they're not too rich there's almost like a i don't it doesn't sound like a compliment but a kind of dustiness to them yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean like and it takes so long to suck through the shell that when i just get inside, it. it's like oh it's so good you try know, sucking one I, maybe like smash through like five so that you then have the patience about you to suck one and it's something else. Now I thought, this isn't so much a ritual, but I am someone who cannot lick, for, I bite. Like yeah. a lollipop, a hard candy, like I'll just start cracking it and people are pretty grossed out, but I can't lick it for too long. Uh, I want cr- <laughs> <it>, a <I> crunch. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh, my kid's dad is a lot kind of of a more sensible parent than me, so he's really trained our kid. If he has a, like a lolly, like a hard, bald, sweet on a stick kind of lolly, that he has to like suck it for a bit so it's small enough. And he basically will be like, "Is it small enough to chomp? No, <laughs> small enough, small enough. It's the equivalent of an Are We There Yet?" Um, from him. If there was literally no other options, would you eat a person? Yes. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's so wild. Um, yes, two days ago I was at lunch with friends and we were discussing which one of us we would eat first. I think it's like the world's ending in 30 years. We all have to really start thinking about this in a real way. Yeah. And who, who got picked as the most delicious or the easiest to kill? Um, well, <laughs> yeah, the most annoying one. <laughs> I thought it would be me because I'm chunky, but no, the annoying person lost. They want me there for my attitude. End <laughs> <laughs> of the world. They need someone to fight. I love it. Uh, you, were you going to say something? I was, uh, have to go after vegans because I've got a great diet. <laughs> Fine. Um, so, um, I am going to ask you one big last end question, but first of all, I would love it if you would tell us what's going on work-wise for you at the moment. I assume you guys want to talk about your fringe shows. Um, and yeah, Tony, so plug whatever it is you want to plug. Go for it. To the people in the room, but also it'll go out in the podcast, so... Yeah. So my, today is my only day off. So the rest of the fringe, I'm at 10.35 p.m. every night um, at the Underbelly Buttercup. My show's called In the Weeds. And just stand up, fun, bits, dirty. It's dirty. Don't bring your kids or nephews. <laughs> or bring them, but I'm not going to not do my gangbang jokes. So um, <laughs> if you want your kid <laughs> opened up to jizz, come on down. <laughs> Delightfully put. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is worse than uh, eating dog shit, I think. <laughs> Exposing your kids to jizz. Um, my show is called South African White Boy. Every every night, 9.30 at Pleasant Courtyard. Um, damn it, I don't think I'll yeah. be able to see you your crash. show. And I don't have you a crash. day off. But anyway, um, yeah, it's also just straight stand-up, some fun stories, Um I think you can bring a kid to mine. There's, there's swearing and it's not, it's not too, too dirty. Definitely bring babies because um, um, we'll have a bri afterwards. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, and yeah. Lovely. I came from far, so please come watch. Yeah, yeah I do. I can't wait to see it. Um, I do a supper club Friday and a Saturday. If there's a space, come along. It's good fun. Amazing. I'll put links to all of these amazing guests' social medias and websites and stuff in the podcast notes. 
A giant man made of wasps has said he's going to sting all of Edinburgh to bits and ruin August for everyone. But the wasp bastard has agreed not to do it, but only if you three, and weirdly it does have to be you three, complete the tower from the end of the Netflix series Strong, but all whilst wearing Chris Packham on your back like a fleshy rucksack. And all the while you're doing it, it's in the rain. This is a lot of physical activity, basically. It sounds impossible, but you do it! You're a hero! Your reward is the adulation of all of the world for saving Edinburgh and saving the fringe from the wasp bastard and your actual reward for in the moment you've exerted yourself, you're allowed to shower or whatever you need to feel human again. But you are like that post-exercise, really hungry. Your actual reward is the feast of your dreams, by which I mean none of it has to be real or achievable. I don't want it to be ethical or healthy or anything like that. I just want to know in an ideal situation, what would you eat, drink and who would be there? And if there was a where, a where? Where would you have this feast of your dreams? None of these people have to exist. None of this food has to be possible, whatever. It's the stuff of absolute, ultimate best. It's a happy version of your last meal. Why would your last meal be sad? Because I don't think most people are immediately ready to die. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're usually on death row, yeah. Um, go first. I'm, I keep going first. I have to think. Okay. Um, oh, fuck. With my granddad, never met him. Oh, so that'd be nice. He'd be there. What a drink! Um, that's a hard one. Oh, what some nice wines. Uh, oh, that is a hard one. Um, Something more complicated than iron brew, then, by the sounds of it. Yeah. Eat. Oh, freshly dug out white truffle, shaved over foie gras. Oh, fried egg, a brown sauce jus, HP jus. Do you know HP? Ugh. My mate makes a sauce out of it. It's oh. fucking phenomenal. <laughs> that on top of that, and then um, I would say the problem of... with asking a chef this question is I've got a semi on really. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and because it's foie gras truffle, I'd say a shout de Kem, nineteen okay. for the first one after the first no. The last vintage before World War Two. Oh, very lovely Anything. answer. Round of applause for that answer, please. <laughs> you guys ready? I think I'll also. When you say vintage, do you mean red wine? No, it's just uh, the best just means you know before. what year it came from. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's made. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, mine. I, I love red wine. I love, love, love red wine. Um, Pinotage is my favourite kind of red wine, which is only a grape that you get in South Africa. I didn't know this, I went to Italy and I was like, can I have a glass of Pinotage? They were like, what is that? I was like, you guys are Italian, how do you not know Pinotage? And it just looked like such an idiot. But the, the, the oldest red one I can, I can find, like I'm talking, oh, it doesn't have to be real. So I'm talking like Bible times red wine. Oh, nice. Right, <laughs> Last Supper, the red one that was at the Last Supper. Ooh. And uh, on a braai, I want, the kid who put dog shit in my mouth yeah. <laughs> when I was five yeah. and almost killed me. Yeah. Fine, Lisa. This is tough. Um, I would want to celebrate with all my friends and family. And if we're bringing people from the dead, I never met any of my grandparents. So I'm going to steal Tony's answer. Um, let's dig him up and uh, <laughs> get him to dinner. Um, oh. And then let's, you know, the Aquaman, Jason Momoa can come. Uh, <laughs> I'll sit on him while I eat and then uh, while my parents and grandparents watch. Uh, um, and I think for food, I would just want all my favorite things from all the restaurants. I would want a seafood tower. I want just like lobster. Um, I, 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 I'm sad to make my mom cook, but I'd like some of her uh, foods there, some mashed potatoes um, and anything with like pasta, cheese. I want bread, cheese, fat. Like uh, that's what I want. Lovely. Yeah, pastas. And then I would drink mojitos, espresso Mm. martinis, uh, Manhattans, you know, get wasted. I just saved the world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so. um, I would want a big uh, joint as well. A giant one, a two foot joint. Nice. Like in in the UK, we call it a a Camberwell carrot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a film called With Nell and I. Um, okay, uh, thank you so much for coming, you lovely lot. Um, oh, I should say my show is also on at the Fringes called Hench. It's on every day at 1.30. It's tickets from the 20th. Um, so thank you so much for coming out to Hoover Live! <laughs> Thank you.
what an absolute belter we had. Follow all my guests on social media. Tony has a website, Tony Singh, S-I-N-G-H dot com. Uh, and there you can find all the stuff about his supper clubs, so the TV work he's doing. And follow him on Twitter as well. Skulk, bizarre note, plugged his show. Uh, go and see it. It's on at 9.30 in the courtyard. Sounds amazing. He's also on Twitter as I'm just going to spell it out. S-C-H-A-L-K-I-E-B-E-Z. And Lisa Traeger's show sounds funny AF. She has an amazing stand-up about orgasm disparity between the genders, which I can highly recommend. Um, and as she said, she's all over social media as Glitter Cheese. So check her out on there as well. And look her up on Netflix. She's got a blooming special out. My show Hench is doing all right at this fringe i think um i've even added an extra show at 10 30 on the 21st if you're about 10 30 in the night uh it'd be delightful to have you there and there might still be a handful of tickets left to see uh the show on the few weekdays um at its usual time which is at 1 30 at the monkey barrel as well hurry up and get your tickets to the hoovering live show nearest you uh, on tour in the autumn go to livenation.co.uk oh i can't wait for that follow the podcast on social media at the hoovering pod follow me at jessica foster if you want to send me a longer message or look at any live dates at all, go to my website, jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Huge thanks to Monkey Barrel for hosting the live show. Hoovering's produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.